What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Sam Warlake here, your host, coming at you post game. This huge win at OKC, 128 120, was the final score. We're going to get into all the details recapping this game. We've got some other important news to cover for the Warriors. A lot of different things going on. A lot of different moving pieces in the Western Conference standings. Let's talk about this game, breaking it down. Stephen Curry, 38 points, 12 of 20 shooting. Klay Thompson, 28 points, 10 of 21 from the field. We got Andrew Wiggins returning from illness. A lot of things to take away from this game. Warriors built a big 21-point lead in the first half, putting up 38 points in the first quarter. The Thunder came storming back in the second half. The Warriors' offense was stymied, could not get a bucket. The Thunder cut it to within single digits. And down the stretch in the fourth quarter, it was kind of time to press the panic button. I mean, Warriors fans know what I'm talking about. Warriors just been god-awful executing games down the stretch, even when they had the lead, whether it's been at home or on the road, struggling to put away teams when they are in good position to do so. Tonight was not the case. You saw it also um, in the win against the Toronto Raptors, um, as well as the Memphis Grizzlies. You can see that the Warriors, and especially Stephen Curry, have a shifted mentality when it comes to crunch time. They are not looking as much for the home run plays. They are locking in a little bit more. Um, and that's really great to see. That's what you want to see for a team that is the defending champions that wants to repeat and get to the big stage. The version of the Warriors that we've seen this year has not been up to par as far as what you'd expect from a pretty much a veteran core group um, outside of Jordan Poole and, you know, Andrew Wiggins, while he's only been with the Warriors for a few years, he's certainly, um, I think, fair to call him a veteran at this point in the league. Um, they should be a lot better than they've been down the stretch. There are no excuses for Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, um, Andre Iguodala when he's been in there, although he's missed a significant amount of the season, um, did not play tonight against OKC um, and missed also the last three games. But all of that aside for a moment, Warriors improved to 26 and 24. Um, the standings are in so much flux right now. I mean, you had... The Warriors coming into this game at 25 and 24, sitting at sixth in the West. The OKC Thunder sitting at a record of 24 and 25 at 11th in the West. And just the difference of one game in the loss column is the difference between sixth and 11th. So this Western Conference is going to be a grind. Um, and the Warriors. You know, interesting stat as I was digging around on Twitter a little bit. I saw this per uh, fake logic on Twitter. Warriors only have four more Eastern Conference games out of their remaining 
what would be 32 games. Um, February 13th against Washington, March 11th against Milwaukee, March 17th against Atlanta, and March 24th versus Philly. On top of that, there's only three games left versus teams in the West that are likely outside of the playoff or play-in conversation when you're talking about teams like the Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs. After that, who knows where teams are going to end up? You've got the Lakers, you've got the Thunder, um, a whole bunch of teams in between. So the Warriors are going to be playing. The Warriors are going to be battling the West, basically, for the rest of the season, outside of a handful of games. The last third chunk of the season for the Warriors they're going to be playing Western Conference teams who are in a similar position as them, fighting for their playoff seeding, fighting to get out of the play-in game, or fighting to be a part of the play-in game. Nothing's going to come easy. Every game's going to come down to the wire. Well, hopefully not, but we know how it goes. And so starting this road trip in OKC off on the right foot, despite, you know, you start off the game in exactly how you'd want to do it putting up 38 points everything's flowing baskets are coming easy the warriors are playing defense um you know up 20 points at one point in the first and then you know things fall apart as you would expect against a very good okc thunder team that as was discussed on the broadcast had beaten the boston celtics had beaten the cleveland cavaliers um this is not the okc thunder of the past you know lottery bound that that full-on tank resting all their stars and and they weren't even fully healthy um the thunder were missing a couple of their of their key guys lou dort to be um one of the main guys who was out tonight and so for the warriors you know that everyone's going to be coming for blood everyone's going to you know play above and beyond their standard and you just have to expect it you have to play with intentionality take care of the ball limit turnovers don't do anything to enable your opponent and put them in a position to feel good about themselves and feel like they have a chance to win. Build up a lead early, make them claw back from behind, and you really give yourself a great chance to win games on the road. And that was the recipe tonight. Um, A couple interesting things that uh, stuck out to me, you know, first and foremost, no James Wiseman, no Jermichael Green, uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Moses Moody were recalled from the G League, from the Santa Cruz Warriors squad. Neither of them played tonight. This was a very tight Steve Kerr rotation, um, basically going nine deep. And again, your front court rotation was Draymond Green and Kavon Looney. And that's it. Um, and that's kind of getting the sense of that's the way that things are going to go. You know, I think. We had a little bit of discussion from Steve Kerr after the Toronto game as far as, you know, James Wiseman's been cleared to play. He has uh, recovered from his injury. He's been cleared to play, but he's yet to play or get minutes uh, for the Warriors since coming back from injury. Steve Kerr talked about it a little bit after the Toronto game, mentioning that, you know, Jermichael Green, who also has come back from that um, awful staph infection in his leg, Jermichael Green has been playing really well as of late. Steve Kerr has opted to go with Jermichael Green in that um, kind of third, third center role, third string center role. 
And for James Wiseman, there's just not as much opportunity for him right now, especially with uh, Jermichael Green playing, playing as well as he has been. So there is a decision up in the air as to whether or not James Wiseman gets sent down to Santa Cruz again so he can get more reps. Um, it remains to be seen. But the, I guess another way to kind of look at this um, or another angle of this situation is the fact that Jordan Poole's now in the starting lineup, not Kavon Looney. And so when you had Draymond starting at the four and Looney at the five, it did open up more front court minutes for somebody like Jermichael Green or James Wiseman. Now that you've tinkered with the lineup so that basically Green, Draymond Green, and Kavon Looney are basically splitting minutes at the five, um, and you've slid over Andrew Wiggins to play power forward, you've got Jonathan Kaminga backing up Wiggins um, at times in certain matchups. You know, Steve Kerr's even elected to go super small with uh, DiVincenzo, Curry, Thompson, Poole, and one of uh, Green or Looney. So just all sorts of weird combinations. The point I'm trying to make here, though, is that with the rotations and the way that um, minutes are being distributed across the team, it just doesn't really feel like Wiseman really is going to be able to carve out a role. And also what's reasonable to expect from him given his inconsistencies, ups and downs throughout the season in his career, given um, where the Warriors are at and, and their continuity that they're trying to develop. Um, and also you have to look at the matchups, right? So the OKC Thunder, they go small. They play fast. I don't think that was really the best game to, to throw out Wiseman in there. Sure, you could counter that and say, you know, maybe with some size and Wiseman's offensive touch, you could have gotten some easy looks at the rim. Um, but you know, this is, this is game time. This is, this is the winning stretch that the Warriors really need things to be clicking. And, um, you know, obviously the coaching staff opted to not, to not go with him tonight. So it'll be an interesting conversation and something that we continue to track, um, as far as James Wiseman and Jermichael Green and front court minutes. Um, but I don't think that there is a ton of opportunity. And when you look at the other guys, I mean, Jonathan Kaminga has been playing very, 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 very well. And that's not necessarily from a perspective of he's putting up 15 points a game, but he's making an impact when he's on the floor. Defensively, he's getting into guys. He's rebounding. Um, when he is going to score, it's timely buckets. Um, Kaminga had two very important field goals in the second half at a period at a point in the game where the offense had really stymied Kaminga went and got a bucket on his own and it was a much needed bucket. You've got Dante DiVincenzo who's been, um, more or less like that six man role, basically kind of flopping with Jordan Poole, flip flopping as far as Poole now in the starting lineup and DiVincenzo's kind of that first guard off the bench. DiVincenzo's playing, um, out of his mind, just doing all the little things, the intangibles, um, you know, playing hard defense, rebounding, saving a lot of would-be turnovers just because he can tell um, the direction of the ball and where, where it's going. Um, Anthony Lamb continues to give, you know, solid 10 to 15 minutes off the bench. His, his three-point stroke, you know, he's not quite getting as much volume. He's not getting quite as many minutes, but I think that's also 
having to do with the fact that the Warriors are getting healthier, right? You've got Andrew Wiggins back playing 30 plus minutes. So um, again, if tonight is any direction of where, you know, the minutes are being distributed, you had Thompson play almost 37, Wiggins played 32, Green played 31, Poole played uh, almost 31, Curry played 36, DiVincenzo 26, Kaminga 12, Looney 22, Lamb 11. So there's just not a lot of opportunities short of garbage time blowout in either direction for Patrick Baldwin Jr., for Moses Moody, for James Wiseman. Um, you could look at it, look at the matchups and, and the game and say, you know, maybe there's opportunity for Jermichael Green. If, if uh, Draymond Green or Kavon Looney get into some early foul trouble, you can trot out Green as kind of the third string center. Um, or if you're just looking to really get some intensity and energy out there on the floor for, you know, five, six minutes. But this is the rotation. Um, we are starting to see it. And so far, the results have been good. Um, again, you know, Warriors, tough loss against Brooklyn. Um, really kind of that letdown game that we're, we've been talking about not being able to execute down the stretch despite having a lead in the fourth quarter. Huge win against Memphis. Um, good win against Toronto. And, you know, talking about that Toronto game a little bit and what that means for execution down the stretch, we saw it on the floor, right? Warriors. Sorry, and this wasn't against Toronto. This was this was the game against Memphis. Um, Warriors in a close game at home against Memphis. And Curry wants the ball. It's, you know, two minutes left in the game. Curry wants the ball. Poole settles for a three. Curry's clapping for the ball. Poole takes the shot. And Curry chucks his mouthpiece into the stands out of frustration, ejected from the game immediately. Um, and that was a lot to take in, right? You have basically a culmination of old guard versus new guard right there with Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry, two very similar players as far as playing loose and and just the way in which they're both dynamic scorers. But obviously, Curry way more proven than Jordan Poole. Poole, having made lots of incredible shots in place this season, but also a lot of mistakes. And quite honestly, that Poole 3 was not the right shot at that time in the game in that situation when you needed to get a good look and you had clock to burn. Um, totally reasonable for Steph Curry to get upset, obviously throwing his mouthpiece to then trigger an ejection for unsportsmanlike play, put the team at jeopardy. But what happens, right? Poole could have crumpled to the pressure, to the guilt, whatever. Poole ends up making the game-winning layup to seal the victory. Um, and a play call on a read off a play call that he just felt on in instincts. Um, you had the Warriors drop an ATO that basically got Clay Thompson an open jump shot that he missed. Warriors fought for the rebound. It went, it goes out of bounds. And then you had Draymond call a play that was going to get Clay coming off another curl. And Jordan Poole read his defender, Zaire Williams, top blocking him. So he cut back door after making eye contact with DiVincenzo and finishes for the game winner. That showed a ton of poise by Jordan Poole. Um, he's young. He's going to make mistakes. He's made countless mistakes. 
throughout the games, in close games. He's made huge shots in close games. He's all over the place. The takeaway for me, though, is you have this very transparent on-court situation, occurrence, event, what have you, and he plays through it. He didn't crumble to the pressure. He stepped up to the moment and he delivered the win despite being the catalyst to Curry getting ejected. And then after the game, you've got Curry in the tunnel waiting to greet his teammates. Jordan Poole throws his mouthpiece at Curry in the tunnel and they hug it out. So obviously you'd like for these situations not to happen, but this is the case. This is the team. This is the situation we've got a lot of continuity to build and develop. You've got these guys like Jordan Poole who are still finding their way with such a high ceiling, but still making so many mistakes along the way. Um, So basically the takeaway from that is you see that Curry talk about how important it is and how tired they are of throwing away these games that where they've built up a lead in the fourth quarter and they just can't execute. And so you can see especially tonight against OKC, there was a lot more attention to detail. There was a lot more focus on execution and making sure that we got the win. So much so that at about the two and a half minute mark, when the Warriors had built up, re-established a six, seven point lead against the Thunder, Kerr pulls pool, brings in Looney to bring in that traditional lineup of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, to close out some defensive possessions to just really make sure that they don't give the Thunder anything easy. Um, and it showed, right? They they end up coming out with an eight-point win. And so that's what it's going to take. Um, you're going to play the matchups. You're going to play, you know, how guys are feeling in the moment and how they're, um, how they're playing against certain opponents. Sometimes it's DiVincenzo I see in there instead of Poole. So it's not, you know, Steph Clay pool closing every game. It's going to be a mix and match. And, um, you know, Curry's going to put the right guys on the floor to be in the right position for the team to uh, come out with uh, victories. Um, but really great to see the Warriors start off this road trip on the right step. Again, 26 and 24 now in the West. Um, we've got some very tough opponents upcoming in the schedule. You've got. Um, Minnesota, Denver, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back, and then Dallas. Um, So, and then OKC again. So, like I said earlier, a lot of Western Conference opponents, highly contested matches, everyone's fighting for seeding and positioning, nothing's going to come easy. But we know the Warriors are up for the challenge, They are the defending champs. We know that they can play a lot better than their record shows. There's still a ton of NBA season left to play. And there is a huge opportunity right now for them to make a move in the standings, to start piling up some wins, to start building some confidence, to get away from that team that couldn't win a road game if their life depended on it to start the season, to get away from that team that blew... 10-point leads with six minutes left in the fourth quarter or five-point leads with a minute left in the fourth quarter. You know, execute, repeat, rinse and repeat, do it again and again and again, 
and you quickly become so much more comfortable in these situations as a group, as a unit, as a team, um, the coaching staff, the players, as fans. <laughs> um, it's become very stressful at times to watch Warriors games and just never have ease that, hey, we're going to put this team away. Even when you come out, when you when you start off a game uh, 38 to 18 in the first, um, it's like, well, let's wait till the fourth quarter and see how it goes. Um, but a lot of really great takeaways from this game. Again, the Thunder have beaten some very good teams. They've been one of the hottest teams in January. This was not an easy win. Um, it took a significant effort from Curry and Thompson. Again, 28 from Thompson, 38 for Curry, 15 from Wiggins, 15 from Poole, Draymond with seven, DiVincenzo with eight, Looney with eight. I mean, you know, four double-figure scores. Um, and that's what it's going to take, right? Wiggins finally looked like himself in the mid-range, hitting some shots. Draymond Green all over the place, offensively and defensively, 12 assists. Steph Curry with 12 assists. I mean, the Warriors had 15 assists in the first quarter, which was a franchise record. Um, they were just really moving the ball, striping threes. They ended up with 23s on the night, shooting 20 of 47 from three, 42%, uh, 16 of 20 from the free throw line, 15 turnovers, which you'll take. Uh, meanwhile, on the Thunder side, 11 of 24 from three, 17 of 20 from the foul line, and 16 turnovers. So you see the winning recipe right there. Um, you hit nine more threes than the Thunder. You shoot the same amount of free throws. And you basically commit the same amount of turnovers. Um, Thunder, 46 of 93 shooting. Warriors, 46 of 90. Um, and that's what it's going to take, right? You didn't turn it over 25 times. You didn't allow the Thunder to get, you know, 10 more free throws than you. Um, there wasn't a lot of excessive fouling going on. It was just a very well-played game. And you can tell that the Warriors had a lot of intentionality coming in tonight. And so, again... Love to see them build on this. A really big back-to-back, -back, Minnesota and Denver. If you can come out 3-0 on this road trip, you're going to be feeling really good if you're the Warriors because the West is wide open. Um, and sure, I don't think it makes a huge difference standings-wise whether you finish you know, second, third, fourth, fifth. Obviously, you'd like to be up there for that home court advantage, but we know if the Warriors are playing at their best They've got an opportunity to knock out anybody in front of them in a seven-game series. But so far this season, this regular season, that hasn't been the brand of Warriors basketball that we've come to know. And I think that, you know, at the start of the season, there is some questions of DiVincenzo, who is still kind of getting, you know, getting on track. He is seamlessly playing, um, just fitting in and doing all the intangibles right now. You have Jonathan Kaminga really stepping into his own figuring out how to do things defensively and just be that stopper and kind of that energy guy that comes in off the bench. Um, I do think that this rotation change, starting Jordan Poole, bringing Kavon Looney off the bench and having Draymond Green and Kavon Looney kind of um, back each other up at the five now. Um, Warriors kind of going smaller with the three-guard lineup and putting Wiggins at the four. Um, you know, Wiggins still... I'm still seeing him get beat off the dribble a few too many times for my liking, but I do think that there 
is a lot more opportunity for this offense to just wreak havoc on opponents when you've got Poole, Thompson, and Curry out there with Draymond Green in the middle of everything. And especially if Andrew Wiggins is playing aggressive, there's just too many options to stop this Warriors offense. Um, too many guys, right? Are you going to give an open three to Curry or to Thompson or to Poole? Or are you going to give a backdoor cut to Wiggins at the rim? It's just too much for teams to stop. And so if the Warriors can stop, you know, stop themselves from being their Achilles heel in turnovers and committing fouls and lack of execution down the stretch, they're going to put the league on notice. I mean, the league should already be on notice because this team has got a lot of potential and they're just starting to fire on all cylinders. So that's all I got for you guys today. Again, huge back-to-back Wednesday and Thursday. But we know that the Warriors are more than up for the challenge. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.